You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. Going to talk some BYU quarterbacks today. Uh, An interesting series of articles put up by BYU's Sports Illustrated arm led by Casey Lundquist. We'll talk about the case for each respective quarterback at BYU. Speaking of Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, and Baylor Romney. Share some of my insights on that in response to the series of articles they put up earlier this week. Also need to get to our player countdown series. We are 91 days away. Who is the best BYU football player to wear the number 91? We'll get to that as well as catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, including a transfer portal update of a former Cougar landing with a new program. So a lot to get to, like I said, on a Thursday. And it is all brought to you today by our title sponsor on today's podcast, and that is rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your, your car will ever need. That's with rockauto.com. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Talacris. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 4th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Katz, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to join us right here on your daily podcast, the original daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you needed to know about, as well as insider information about the Cougars that you will not find anywhere else as well. So big thank you for your continued support of the show. Make sure to hit that follow button if you're listening to us on Spotify or the subscribe button if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and essentially anywhere else podcasts can be listened to. We're available. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, the Himalaya Podcast app. Make sure to follow along and join us each and every day as we tackle everything going on in BYU sports. Kicking off today's show, I wanted to talk about some good friends of ours on the podcast, and that is Casey Lundquist and Coogs Daily part of the Sports Illustrated Network. They are the new official BYU, I guess, uh, affiliate of Sports Illustrated under the Mavens leadership. And Casey, I have to say, he's off to a flying start with Coogs Daily, and it's a bunch of free content, so I would encourage you guys to go over and check it out. Coogs Daily, uh, just you can search out BYU Sports Illustrated. We had Casey on, what was it, two weeks ago at this point, on a fan Friday to talk about the Cougars and his new venture. And I thought he wrote an interesting uh, set of articles earlier this week. I believe it actually came out yesterday. The cases for each of the BYU quarterbacks uh, who started games for BYU during the 2019 season. That would be namely Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, and Baylor Romney. And they wrote each an individual article weighing the pros and cons of each of those quarterbacks being the quote-unquote guy at quarterback for BYU going into 2020. Now, I wanted to weigh in with some thoughts on this because, like I said, I thought there were some fantastic pieces. I would encourage you guys to go and read them. I thought Casey and his team did a great job covering this. Um, You can follow this along at uh, SI underscore BYU on Twitter. Uh, Casey is on Twitter at Casey underscore Lundquist. And if you're on Facebook, search out BYU Sports Illustrated. You can find their content there. Now, uh, he wrote each an individual article stating as to why or why not each of these quarterbacks has uh, claimed to be the starting quarterback for BYU in 2020. Now, uh, 
when I read these, I, I came away very impressed. I, I thought he made compelling arguments for all three of them. Uh, most notably, in terms of Jaron Hall, just the ability to move the ball, his dynamic athleticism, really how the offense looked when he was at the controls. Uh, in terms of Baylor Romney, just the steady hand that he was, especially in that upset of Boise State at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, his masterful performance in that game. Not doing too much, but also making sure they made plays that won the game for BYU. And then finally, Zach Wilson, simply due to the experience factor and his having played against the biggest opponents BYU has faced in the past year or so. Uh, my thought on this, and I will stick with this, is that Zach Wilson will be your starting quarterback for BYU come the uh, game against University of Utah 91 days away from today. And I, I'm basing that both on my gut feeling on the matter as well as information that I've gleaned from sources and people I have talked to regarding the quarterbacks at BYU. Now, let me explain why I think Zach Wilson will be the guy. First off, Baylor Romney's foot, uh, he had a foot injury he battled through the latter half of the season and really hampered him down the stretch. Uh, Aaron Roderick has gone on record saying that, in essence, going into the San Diego State game, uh, Baylor Romney was limited at best, and they were worried that he would have to shut it down early. But he got through the season and underwent surgery for his foot injury, but it didn't uh, fix the problem the way they hoped it would right away. Uh, usually this is an injury that once you have surgery, you give it some time to rehab and then you're good to go. Well, it's taken a little bit longer than that. And Baylor Romney was not available to participate in team drills during spring ball. Uh, and I know that spring ball got curtailed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously, but Baylor Romney's inability to perform at that juncture makes it a little bit worrisome. And I, I'm, I've, been trying to get updates on his health status and I haven't heard as of late and I would hope that he's 100% come fall camp whenever that starts. We're hoping it starts in late July on time as we get ready for the football season. But if he's not uh, healthy going into, into training camp, I think you can pretty much scratch him off the list as being a potential day one starter in terms of uh, the start of the season. Now, Jaron Hall his status is murky as well because when he's played, he has suffered what we uh, believe to be two concussions. And that's a concern because if you can't stay healthy, you can't take a hit in football. How are you supposed to last long-term at quarterback? I love Jaron Hall and I love Baylor Romney. I think both of them are fantastic quarterbacks, but the injury concerns with both of them are absolutely worrisome. And that's not to say that Zach Wilson doesn't have his own injury concerns. A broken thumb last year that seemed to affect him down the stretch as he tried to work his way back into shape. Also, the shoulder injury, the shoulder surgery he had during last offseason, which uh, limited him all the way through fall camp. There was some massive concern uh, coming out now, talking about looking back at that, that, the coaching staff was worried that he may not be cleared to go game one against Utah a year ago. So there's obviously those concerns with injuries for all three quarterbacks. But I can tell you this much, and if I were to tell you the name of the person that told me this, you would understand where it's coming from. But I was told in regards to Zach Wilson and this coming season, he has got a massive chip on his shoulder. If you noticed, Zach Wilson has barely, if at all, posted anything on social media this offseason. I think he's actually deleted probably a lot of his social media accounts. He is hyper-focused and lasered in on making sure that this upcoming season is almost a redemption year in a way for him that he can go out and silence his doubters. If he does that, 
you're going to have a great season from BYU. And that leads me to think that that's why, that's why I'm so bullish on Zach Wilson being the starting quarterback 91 days away from today as the Cougars uh, square off against the University of Utah. I could be wrong. There's no doubt about that. But uh, as it stands right now, so just under three months out from this game, my belief is is that Zach Wilson will be your starting quarterback at Rice-Eccles Stadium against the University of Utah, obviously barring an injury or something unforeseen taking place. So there you go. Uh, some thoughts on the quarterback uh, situation at BYU. Make sure to go read the articles at uh, Coogs Daily, the Sports Illustrated arm of uh, the BYU arm of Sports Illustrated, excuse me, I got that backwards. I think Casey Lundquist and his, his team are doing a good job. I'll make sure to link uh, the, the stories as well in the show notes if you want, just want to click there and read them as well. But some interesting thoughts all the way around. But my thought is is that Zach Wilson will be the guy at BYU, and he's almost looking at it as, as a Silence the Doubters tour or Redemption tour, term it whatever you will. He is hyper focus and he is looking to really prove everybody wrong and if that's the case if he lives up to the hype you're gonna have a fun season as a BYU football fan get excited for that I think it's gonna be a ton of fun all right coming up here in just a second we're gonna talk about the 91 days away from BYU football the greatest players to wear that number in BYU history uh, some great contenders you guys on the on the social media networks voting on this made it a very close vote we'll talk about that coming up here in just a second before we do that, though, I mentioned at the open, our title sponsor on today's podcast is our good friends at rockauto.com. What rockauto.com is, is it's the place if you have anything with regards to your car needs. If you need a new headlights, you need uh, spark plugs, you need, I don't know, uh, CV joints, CV axle, whatever you need. RockAuto.com's got it, and they have it for the best prices. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. I mentioned previously, if you want some shag carpeting in your car, RockAuto.com, I'm sure, can help you accomplish that. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The best part is, is Rock Auto, the prices there are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So your mechanic is not getting a better price at rockauto.com than you can get yourself. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com, look around, see what they've got, see all the parts available for your car or truck currently. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you right here from Locked On Cougars. RockAuto.com, guys. I went and looked at it the other day. Uh, my wife drives a drives a Honda Pilot. Uh, we've been looking, actually looking for a part for it. We need to replace a tail light that kind of got damaged, and there were multiple options for it. So check it out, guys. RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. That is our good friends at RockAuto.com. As we've talked about, we are 91 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season at Rice Cycle Stadium up there in Salt Lake City. And I'm excited. I, I love this time of year getting ready for football season. The preview magazines are coming out. I recently ordered uh, my editions of uh, Pick 6 previews, uh, Phil Stills College Football Preview, as well as the Athlon Sports Preview. Those are kind of the three that I prefer to subscribe to. You may have ones that you like as well, but the best time of the year is this time of year, I feel like, outside of the actual season when it comes to college football. Obviously, when the games are actually going on, there's nothing better than that, and I'm, I'm super excited for it. 
But as we've been doing here on the podcast, if you've been listening, we've been doing the player countdown series from 99 all the way to number one, getting you ready for BYU in Utah. And today we are 91 days away from the Utes and Cougars renewing alliance or I guess allegiances or acquaintances, however you want to term it, in the Holy War game or what we like to call the church and state rivalry here on the podcast. And there are four finalists uh, for the best player to wear the number 91 in a BYU uniform. And the fan vote on this was extremely close. Let me run down the names of the guys who were in the mix for this honor on today's podcast. We'll start off with the most recent uh, of the four. That is Travis Tuiloma, a defensive lineman um, from Topeka, Kansas and Washburn Rural High School. Finished up his BYU career in 2016. He finished his career with the Cougars with 56 total tackles, three sacks, nine and a half tackles for loss and three quarterback hits. Uh, Tui Loma's stats aren't standout because he played that nose tackle position where you're required to essentially take on a th- double and triple teams in a 3-4 defense that he played in for the Cougars. But Tui Loma, I thought he was a guy that absolutely deserved more looks at the pro level, and it's unfortunate he didn't get that opportunity. Another finalist was Tavita Ofengawe, a tight end from Laie, Hawaii, uh, Kahuku High School. Ofengawe came in and played uh, from 1997 to 2000, finished his career at tight end with 62 receptions, 853 yards, uh, 13.8 yard per kick, per catch average and four touchdowns in his career. And I thought Tavita, a coat T as a lot of people call him these days. He's been a good ambassador for BYU by and large in his, in the days since he, uh, left the Cougars. Obviously, he returned with Kalani Sitake and served as the recruiting coordinator for a time before moving on to bigger and better things. So Tavita Ofa and Gowie in the mix here. And then also we had uh, a, an old name that I actually had not heard about, but when I'm doing some research, he absolutely deserved to be in the mix here. And that is Ross Varner, a product of Skyline High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. He played for the Cougars in the early days of Lavelle Edwards' tenure from 1976 to 1978. Here's his stat line. He collected 191 total tackles over three seasons, 14 sacks, 17 tackles for loss, 45 quarterback hits, six pass breakups, and 10 forced fumbles. Oh, and a partridge in a pear tree. Just a phenomenal career, and I... I I feel bad that I don't know more about Ross Varner, but when I was reading about this as a defensive end to put up those type of numbers, you absolutely are on the list for this. And then the last nominee for this was Henry Bloomfield, uh, formerly of Taylorsville High School and Dixie Junior College. He played for the Cougars in 1995 and 1996. All he did was be an instant impact guy in the two years he suited up for the Cougars, collecting 132 total tackles, seven sacks, 10 tackles for loss, 39 quarterback hits. Bloomfield, absolutely stud player. I loved watching him play in the early to mid-90s. I thought he was an absolute bear on the field at six foot three, 290 pounds. It felt like he played what 50 pounds heavier than that and moved like a guy, maybe 50 pounds less. I loved watching Henry Bloomfield play. Now the fan vote on this was very close. One of the closest we've had so far in terms of the player countdown series, Travis Tuiloma actually came away with the fan vote with 37% of the vote followed closely by Henry Bloomfield with 31% and Tavita Ofa and Gowie with 26% and Ross Varner coming up in the rear was just 6% of the votes. So, uh, Travis Tuiloma picks the fan vote, but I'm actually going to disagree with the fans on this, and I am picking Henry Bloomfield. I thought Bloomfield was a guy that was just an absolute uh, godsend when it came to the BYU football program. Came in 
absolutely dominated in the trenches, was part of that 14 and 1 1996 BYU football program that went to the Cotton Bowl. I thought he was an absolute stud on the field, a team with guys like Ed Keel along that defensive line. And just, man, I loved watching that BYU defense. And I know the offense kind of took the headlines in the days of Lavelle Edwards' tenure by and large. And obviously what Steve Sarkeesian and the offense did under Lavelle in that 1996 season deserves a lot of headlines. The defense was not half bad in its own right. Two of the best cover corners, if not the best cover corners in BYU football history and Omar Morgan and Tim McTire squaring off and along that defensive line was just absolutely ferocious, the pass rush. And my pick for the best player to wear the number 91 in a BYU uniform is Henry Bloomfield. I, I Like I said, I, I have a hard time uh, picking anybody else because of what he did in a BYU uniform, what he uh uh, what, what he accomplished with his teammates, especially that 1996 season. It's just, it's hard to go against a guy like that. And Henry Bloomfield is the pick for my pick as the best player to wear the number 91 in a BYU uniform. On the current roster, the number 91 is being donned by Earl Tuioti Mariner. Uh, he is the cousin of Travis Tui Loma. Uh, Earl, also from Topeka, Kansas, and Washburn Rural High School. He will be a senior, if I'm not mistaken, this year. And he's had pretty pedestrian numbers so far in his BYU career with 13 total tackles uh, and... You'd like to see him step up in more of a key role this year along the defensive line, especially a defensive tackle for BYU. And if they truly are going to a 4-3 defense like we've talked about and I wrote about, by the way, if you want to learn more about BYU's defensive ends, should have mentioned this a little bit earlier, go to 1280thezone.com. That is the radio station I work for. I did a preview series based on our conversation we had about BYU's defensive ends yesterday and uh, talked about what's going on with the defensive end group, and you can read up more about that. But Earl Tuioti Mariner, he comes into the season, like I said, with pretty pedestrian numbers so far in his career, largely in a reserve role. Well, he's got to make a move here if he wants to play more defensive tackle for BYU. There's a lot of talent in front of him. You can think of guys like Lorenzo Fawatea, Kairos Tonga, Atunaisa Mahe. There's a lot of great players uh, in front of him. And if he wants to make a move up the depth chart, he's going to have to make an impression in fall camp this year. And we'll see what happens. But I think at least Earl, uh, in terms of what he offers, is some depth. That's the biggest thing is you need bodies that can step in in a pinch and be capable replacements. And he hasn't totaled 13 tackles for nothing. He's played, like I said, largely in a reserve role, but when he's been on the field, he's produced some. So we'll see what happens with Earl Tuioti Mariner, see if he can take the next step as a BYU Cougar this season, but he is the current player wearing the number 91, but Henry Bloomfield, for my money, the best player to wear that number in BYU sports history. All right, coming up here in just a second, we need to get to some news regarding a former BYU defensive lineman in his own right, landing with a new program. Also need to do some uh, corrections and uh, whatever you want to term it, corrections and retractions. I guess that's how we'll term it. We'll get to all of that here in just a second. Uh, before we do that, do need to take a minute today, and guys, and tell you more about our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources. Talacris has an urgent, critical need for you guys to donate your plasma, and you're probably wondering, okay, Why? Well, what Telechris does is the plasma they collect goes into life-saving medications for people with low immune systems, as well as plasma therapy for burn victims. And additionally, right now, their parent company, Griffles, which is a national company, they're on the forefront of looking into how plasma might be able to combat and or cure the COVID-19 virus. Obviously, we've all been dealing with this pandemic with COVID-19 wreaking havoc. 
Well, you guys can be part of the fight if you guys go donate your plasma to Talochris. They're open all day, 5.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Monday through Friday, 5.30 to 5 p.m. on Saturdays, closed on Sundays, and they're easy to find. If you know where the Deseret Industries is in Provo, it's right across the street. 651 Columbia Lane is the address there in Provo. If you want to learn more about them or if you've got questions, you can also give them a call. 801-377-1243. Now, here's the kicker. When you donate your plasma, obviously we've talked about all the good it does in the world. They're also doing some good for you. They're putting money in your pocket. The more you donate, the more money you make each month at Talacris Plasma Resources. It's as simple as that. If you want to earn some money, donate as many times as you can in a month and you make more money each time you donate. New donors can earn up to $525 in their first month of, excuse me, up to $525 in their first month of donations. Returning donors can earn up to $475. So if you find yourself in a little bit of a pinch financially, well, here's an opportunity to line your pocket a little bit with some extra cash. Check them out. Talacris Plasma Resources, phone number 801-377-1243-651 Columbia Lane in Provo, Utah is their address. Stop by. They have an urgent critical need for you guys to donate your plasma, and they're also helping you guys out. It's a win-win. You're helping your fellow man while also helping yourself with some cash to put in your pocket. Check it out. That's Talacris Plasma Resources, a proud partner with us here on Locked On Cougars. As we close out this Thursday edition of the show, I need to own up to some mistakes I made on yesterday's podcast, and let's start off with that. I failed to note that Alden Tofa is a member of the BYU defensive end unit that absolutely should be in the mix for playing time this year. It was not a complete oversight on my part. I know a number of you reached out and said, well, is Alden Tofa on the team? And similar comments like that were sent to me. Alden Tofa is in the program at BYU, and he's absolutely chomping at the bit to show what he can do in a BYU uniform. He's played largely in a reserve role to this point in his career, but now as a junior, you hope he steps out and really can enter the mix. I think he'd be a guy who absolutely is in the mix for that opposite end role behind the likes of a Uriah Leatawa. And like I said, I feel bad for leaving his name out of, out of the conversation yesterday. And yesterday, I think I mixed up a player and used his name either... Uh, two different players' names for the same player, or I mixed up the identity of one player, and that is that Freddie Levi, and if I didn't screw this up, I apologize. It's kind of been in my head, and I think I did. Listening back, I think I screwed it up, but Freddie Levi is also in the mix at defensive end for BYU. I think I mentioned yesterday that it was Seleti Feveliaki who was going to be playing defensive end. Well, Feveliaki is going to actually be a defensive tackle, and Levi at some point could end up being a defensive tackle in his own right, but I talked about Freddie Levi and probably identified him as Leti Feveliaki. And if I didn't, I'm just maybe in my own head about that. But I think either way, both of them are good defensive linemen, just playing different positions at the current time. And I think I just had a case of mistaken identity. So my apologies. Uh, I wanted to get out in front of it and explain that to you guys. Some uh, corrections and retractions for you here on the podcast. And we'll do better next time to make sure I'm 100% accurate as we go forward with these position previews. We'll have more of them next week. It's going to be a fan Friday tomorrow. Uh, so a lot of fun to come in the coming days. Obviously, we'll have our special editions of the player countdown series over the weekend. going to be a lot of fun all summer long every day, literally, talking BYU sports with you guys. Now, one final note before we go on today's podcast is that a former Cougar has found his new home to play football, and that is that Austin Chambers, the former offensive and defensive lineman for BYU, he uh, officially was announced yesterday as a member of the, as a new member 
of the Maine Black Bears program at the FCS level. Maine is a proud program. It is a long ways away from Utah. So uh, Austin Chambers going clear across the country to play his final season of eligibility uh, there with the Black Bears. But the Black Bears did come out to Utah and beat Weber State in the FCS playoffs recently. They're a talented squad. have got some good players. Their quarterback this past offseason, if I'm not mistaken, decided to transfer up to the FBS level. Showed off some good numbers. Considered to be an NFL draft prospect. So this is a program that's got some talent to it. And hopefully Austin Chambers can show what he can do at the FCS level with the Black Bears. If you guys didn't see it on social media, Maine had one of the better tweets I've seen in recent weeks. Uh, They tweeted out this, quote, Last week we released the final version of our 2020 schedule poster. However, it was a close vote for this year's poster design, so we thought it was important to share the runner-up version. And it's a picture of an offensive or defensive lineman from Maine who wears the number 69, who's got his jersey tucked up under his shoulder pads to show off his gut. And it shows him like diving as if he were trying to score a touchdown on the goal line. An absolutely phenomenal picture. I was dying laughing when I saw it. And if you guys haven't seen it, just search out Black Bears FB at Black Bears FB on Twitter. That's the main football. Uh, their their official Twitter feed just had me rolling. And it was a great picture. And hey, I wish nothing but the best for Austin Chambers. It didn't work out in a BYU uniform. And he lo- was looking for more playing time. And now he moves on and is trying to find his next opportunity. And it appears he has done so with the main Black Bears. The best part is Maine's color scheme is pretty close to BYU. I think it's a little bit later, lighter shade of blue, but should be pretty close. And he should be able to, I guess, wear most of his BYU blue if he so desires. So there you go. Austin Chambers, best of luck to him as he moves on in his football career. All right, that's going to do, do it for us today on a Thursday. Huge thanks to all of you guys for your continued support of the podcast. Like I said, Our numbers have never been stronger despite the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's all because of you guys who tune in each and every day. I love talking BYU sports with you guys. I really can't express how fun this is for me to do each and every day. And hopefully, like I say all the time, hopefully you guys enjoy it half as much as I enjoy bringing it to you each and every day. And make sure to follow along. If you're listening to us on Spotify, hit that follow button on Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button. But regardless of wherever you're tuning in from, Make sure to follow along and make sure to come back each and every day and join us as we talk BYU sports. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at rockauto.com as well as Talacris Plasma Resources. Please support the businesses that support us. We love having them as sponsors. And when you guys support them, then we're apt to do more of that in the future. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Hope you guys are all doing well. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search us out, Locked On Cougars. And we'll be back with you guys soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 4th, 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.